Welcome to I'm Game with Fred Croner. Today I am joined by Isaac Trotter, who a lot of people will remember. Uh, he had a nice career with the Muhammad Citizen as a sports writer, uh, grew up in Muhammad, eventually graduated from Blue Ridge High School over in Farmer City, uh, and now works for 24-7 Sports. So Isaac, welcome. Thanks for having me, Fred. Well, you know, I want to start out with just a Usually I just start right into the questions, but I want to start with a little bit more of uh, just a, a little personal glimpse here because uh, uh, for folks that don't know, Isaac and, and his brother Caleb used to be my neighbors just across the street in Muhammad. And I remember many of a winter, there would be snow on the ground and those boys would be out there shoveling snow off of the, the concrete. And then the next thing you know, they were shooting baskets. So your interest in sports uh, goes back a long ways, doesn't it? No, it totally does. And, you know, that's kind of where, you know, your love of the game really starts. If you can go out there and, and shovel in the middle of the winter and get all the snow and the ice off and put the ice melt down so you can play basketball with gloves on, I, I think you can like it later in life too. So it, it, that is definitely where it started. And, I, you know, it was one of those things that the best part of my day was playing basketball. And now the, I, I get to live that where I'm basically writing about basketball 24-7, watching as much basketball as I can. And, you know, that's that's the most fun. You know, they always talk about, you know, trying to find a job there. It doesn't feel like work. And I found that and it wouldn't have happened unless, you know, that that early ages of starting it. But man, some of those days back in Muhammad, like we had the, we had some great we had some great battles and wars on that with the neighborhood kids in there. We played to 100. I remember we had a kid who lived down the street from us. He was probably four or five years older than me. Really good shooter. And we played to 100 and he beat me like 100 to 30. I was like 12 and he was like 16 and he beat me 100 to 30. And then the next year it was like 150. And then his senior year, I beat him for the first time to 100, like 100 to 99. And I don't think we played again after that. So that but that was really fun. <laughs> we'll, we'll go back to the past in a little bit, but I want to fast forward and jump ahead to, to what you're doing now. You're, you're working for 27, 24-7 uh, sports as a college uh, basketball writer. Talk a little bit about uh, what you, you do there, what your duties are, and, and kind of how you got into that position. Yeah, basically, uh, I, I'm part of our national news desk, so I cover a little bit of everything. Uh, but for, for college basketball, that's kind of where I found my niche. It's, it's what I enjoy the most. It's what I like to do the most. So I try to do most of my stories on college basketball. And I, I do a lot more Big Ten focused. You know, we have a decent amount of guys and, and, and gals on our crew. Um, and we each kind of have our own areas that we like. And I grew up in Illinois, right? I'm a Muhammad guy, so I, I know the Big Ten. And so I've been really focused on a lot of the Big Ten coverage there. Um, I'm going to be doing a little bit of Big Ten uh, tournament coverage this weekend, uh, which I'm really excited about. And then I'll be heading to the uh, NCAA tournament. I'll go to the, the pod in Milwaukee and the pod in, in Chicago. So that'll be really fun to go cover games there live. First time in a while that, you know, you get to really cover games after last year. Um, with crowds so it, it'll be really fun to, to do some of those things but you know it, it's one of those things where I worked for 24-7 sports in college I did the Muhammad Citizen too but I also worked for Alina Inquirer covering Illinois in college and doing both of those at the same time and it opened a door for after I graduated about a year after I graduated they had an opening with their national team and it worked out and having that, you know, having that um, past in, in Champaign and having having that history with the company really helped too. And I, I really just I really enjoy it. I really enjoy covering college basketball, watch a lot of basketball every week and, you know, writing and doing video about it is, is really fun and something that, you know, I feel I feel really, really, you know, I'm so thankful that I have something like this because not everybody gets to do something like that. And I feel lucky. So how long have you been with 24-7 Sports now? So I got here in August of last year of 2021. So, I mean, we're talking about almost seven months now 
Uh, and I really enjoy it. I know, I know there's going to be a, you know, a lot of challenges moving forward and, you know, every, everything's moving, everything's fluid in our business, like you so, so well know, but this is uh this is an opportunity I'm really excited about. And I really want to make it count. And that, that's kind of like my game plan on a day-to-day basis. Well, I know in, in sports and in sports journalism, there is no such thing as, as a typical day, but kind of walk me through a day. What, what might happen? What might you do uh, in a, in a typical day? Yeah, so as part of the national team, uh, I'll probably have two basketball games that I watch a day um, if I'm on at a night. So today, for example, I'll be covering um, remotely today. I'll cover the Maryland and Michigan State basketball game this afternoon uh, for the Big Ten tournament. So I'm really excited about that. And then, you know, I usually do like a, a top takeaways from that story. I'll maybe get the coaches quotes up for uh, uh, to get those up on the website. Um, and then I'll do any of the other supplemental coverage. Like yesterday, everything kind of went to, we just, everything scattered when uh, Buddy Beheim got suspended for punching a player yesterday in the ACC tournament. So I had to do a quick story on that. So it's, it's basically like, for me, I, I watch like two games a day, usually write about those to get the coaches quotes up and maybe another story or two. And then I also have longer in-depth stories that I work on that I, throughout the days too. Um, and, and that's kind of, that's kind of a day-to-day thing. And you know, it, it's funny. I, I joke with some of my friends. It's like, you know, what would you be doing if you weren't working today? Well, I'd probably be watching the same basketball games that I would be doing if I was working. So that's, that's what I enjoy the most. <laughs> so I want to go back now again in, in the past to, to when you were my neighbor and I, I knew about your interest in sports and I don't know, exactly how old you were. I suspect that you were in junior high at the time, uh, but I was part of the, the sports media camp at Danville Area Community College that Mike Colby and Scott Eisenhower had started, and I invited you and your brother Caleb to go along, and, and I know you guys just really enjoyed that. As you look back, how did that kind of influence your, your career path? I mean, that was everything. That was everything, and you know, you didn't just introduce us to that. You sponsored us, and that really meant a lot to me, and still does to this day. And that was something that you know, I just I don't think I'll ever forget or or be able to repay you for something like that. That really meant a ton to me. And going to a camp like that, you just kind of get in with a bunch of sports nerds, and you just realize that there's there's a different avenue for you. Like in in junior high, you know, you kind of think, oh, I'm going to go play college baseball. I'm going to go play college basketball. Well, that's a really nice pipe dream, but not everybody gets to do some of those things and you know I, I was a decent high school athlete and I had chances to maybe go play but opening the doors to at, at DACC and with what Mike Colby did I, I realized that that was just a way better option for me you know I got the chance to play by play on radio and get comfortable doing that I got a chance to shoot video and get comfortable doing that I got a chance to write and you know my stories weren't very good I remember that first one that I did and I got it back and there was just red everywhere because I added, you know, I changed facts. I didn't do what I needed to do. I, you know, I, I'm, you know, I think it was a baseball story that I was supposed to write. And, you know, I, I it was like a double to left field was what was told in the notes that I had to write about. Well, I described it as a screaming line drive into left center field. It rolled all the way to the wall. Well, I didn't know that. Right. Like I didn't know that if that was the case or not. And I wrote that that was wrong. And it was just, it, that was one of those camps where it felt like you could make a mistake and you could get introduced to new things and that type of stuff you just can't find everywhere. I don't, I don't know of a ton of camps like that. So I'm, I'm always gonna be thankful to you and Mike Colby and all the people that run that camp that they, they do a great job. And uh, you know, a, a lot of people that have gone there have done some really cool things. And I don't think that's a surprise at all. Yeah. Well, in fact, at least two people that uh, were at that camp uh, were involved with the Super Bowl this year, Jordan Anderson and, and Luke Steiner. And I, I know, I think you probably know both of those individuals. So uh, yeah, like you say, a lot of people have gone on to, to do really great things. 
So I'm glad you brought that up about the writhing because I wanted to ask you at that point, I, I thought you were more suited for the, the radio TV broadcasting in. What were your thoughts then and kind of how did you gravitate away from that into more of a, a, a writing position? Well, I think the thing too with, with radio and stuff, and I, I love radio. I got to do a ton of it in college and I, I still have that itch where I kind of want to do it. But, you know, I thought that as a writer, I could, I could tell stories that weren't being told. And I could go into a little bit more depth sometimes than you can with radio and especially TV. You have a little bit more depth with writing. You can kind of, you can tell, you can go deeper into things. You can dive into stuff. You can be, you can get really nitty gritty um, in writing and, and describe things that way. And I, I enjoy that stuff. Like I love deep dives into stats and stuff. And, that, and that's not something you can necessarily do over the radio in a, in a way that everybody wants to listen to. Um, so I, I love podcasting. I love radio. And that's the thing too, like, the, the opening the door of podcasting, it didn't felt like, feel like I was choosing one or the other. I knew I was going to get a chance to do a little bit, but I just felt like I kept gravitating more towards writing when I could tell stories and, and have a chance to do something that other people weren't doing and maybe, you know, go a little bit more in depth. And I, I just, that, that felt like it was hitting more of what I wanted to do. And then I knew if I could podcast or do some radio on the side, that would kind of cover that up as well. But I, I would be lying to you if I didn't, you know, watch, you know, I, I watch Robbie Hummel do what he does right now with color commentary on BTN and ESPN. He's so good. And there's part of me that goes, man, I would really love to do something like that one day. Maybe I will, right? Maybe that's a chance I can do someday, but the, I, it's still in the back of my head. I want to do it, but I, I, I am very happy that I've done a lot of writing and, you know, those reps paid off in the long run for sure. Now, if I remember correctly, you were part of a, a field trip that we took over to Indianapolis one year where you met Dan Dackett. Am I, am I right about that? That's right. Yep. Talk about that experience. What was that like to, to meet Dan? Yeah, that was so insane. You know, you, you go into uh, the radio show and you you walk in and he, he you know his booming voice and you hear it on TV and then he's right there and then he's inviting you into the studio and they're live on air. And I think we had one of the guys got on the, the show. I was kind of standing in the background listening to it. And it just, it was really cool to see a guy like that. And then you grow up and you get a little different view of Dan Dockich and you see some of the things you go, man, I, you know, as a kid, you go, I love everything he has to say. Then you get a little bit older, you go, I don't know about some of the things he has to say. So it's just an interesting thing but I remember being just so like a starstruck by him and you know that's an Indiana coach right like not often do you get to meet somebody like that let alone be on his radio show let alone be on a really good radio show and that was so gracious of him to just to invite us in there and let us do that that was that's a big time memory that I, I don't think I'll ever forget that's probably the biggest radio show that we've ever been on right I don't I can't think of a bigger one than that and that's one of the most popular ones in the country so do you think at the point when you started going to the sports media camps at that time, do you think you would have thought you could have had a career in sports journalism or, or not? Yeah, I don't think it was on my radar at 12 or 13. I, that wasn't something I was thinking about. I, I even remember like, you know, even this whole sports media thing, I did that for three or four years. And, you know, I remember on senior day for basketball in, in high school, I remember when someone was asking me for the, the program and I, I wrote down that I was going to do business at Illinois, right? Like that was still like, kind of like my mindset. I wrote down, I'm going to do business. Well, I get into media right at there and I go and had a meeting with the advisor and boom, you know, I love it. And I fall in love with it. And it wouldn't have happened without you know, the sports media camp and all that background, all of it paid off because I had all of that built up and I just wasn't really, you know, maybe it, it wasn't, you know, on the hot top of my mind right then in, in high school. I was more focused on baseball and basketball and all of these other things and summer jobs and stuff. And it just, it was amazing to see that everything works out, right? Like every, you know, where, where there's a door that's open, that's what it needs to be. And, you know, I, maybe, 
maybe if I get into the business school at Illinois, things change, but I didn't. And I got into the school of media and it was the best thing that could have ever happened to me. And it was awesome. And, and that's the thing I think I really wanted to do in my heart of hearts. Just was kind of like covering it up because it, it's a little scary to make that jump. And once I did, I, I'm so glad I did. I don't know if you knew this or not, but my first semester at the U of I, I was a business major. So uh, I, I switched after the first semester. At that time, journalism, the communication was just a two-year program. So I had to switch into liberal arts for the next year and a half. And then I got into communications my, my junior and senior year. But I, I kind of started the same way there. It's so funny. It's so funny. And it's just like, I think it was one of those things where, you know, you kind of get like, you know, people say it all the time. Oh, if you get into, you know, I heard it a little bit. Oh, if you get into media, you're just not going to make any money and all those things. And I just, I feel like I can't focus on something like that. Like that's just can't be the thing you focus on anymore because this, it was something that I was passionate about. And the moment I took that first class at U of I, and it was a, you know, sports media little class and with Gene McDonald, a longtime sports editor at the News Gazette. Um, and the moment I took that class, like the first thing we did was like a sports quiz, like for just like to see how much local regular sports you knew. And I don't think I got an answer wrong on that one all year long. And I, I figured that that was probably the thing I needed to be doing because it was the thing I was most passionate about. So talk about paying your dues. What, while you're going to the U of I, you, you were working uh, at least part of the time, I know, for the Muhammad Citizen, because uh, once I got in there as a sports editor, I, I made sure to get you in there as, as doing the sports stories. And well, I mean, some weeks you, you were doing four, five, six stories a week in addition to going to college. And then, like you say, you were working for Jeremy Werner, too. So, I mean, you were just very, very busy uh, during that time, weren't you? Yeah, no, it was one of those things where I felt like when I graduated, I got less busy. And that's kind of crazy how it, how it felt. But I was taking, you know, I was going to school and, uh, you know, taking 15, 16 hours. I wasn't taking light things, but I was working for Jeremy. I was working for the Muhammad Citizen. I would I would also string some games for the News Gazette occasionally. I worked for the Leroy Farmer City Press for a little bit before that that closed down. Um, and I, I added it up one time. I think I did over a thousand stories in a year in college. And I just was like, this is just absolutely nuts. And there'd be times where, you know, I was doing two radio shows at the same time too. I was working for, you know, Big Ten Student U broadcasting games. So it was just a lot. And, you know, maybe if I went back, I wouldn't necessarily do all that, but I, I definitely think it was worth it. You know what I mean? Like, and I felt like I gained like so much, like I just got so many reps. I was so ready for when I graduated, I felt like I was ready for the job because there was nothing that I hadn't done already. I had done the broadcasting. I had done podcasting. I had done radio. I had done a, so much writing that it felt like when I got to a full-time job where my job is just to focus on this, it was easy compared to, you know, having four jobs and shuffling around school and stuff like that. And you know, it, I wouldn't recommend it all the time. I don't know if it was the best for my health <laughs> at, at all times, but it was so fun. I, I think my favorite story, though, from college was a time where Lovey Smith had a press conference and it was at three o'clock and I had a final for a test at 2.15 and I'm doing the math in my head. I'm like, where am I at on campus? Can I get over to, to, to Lovey Smith's press conference by three? I don't know if I can. So it was a hundred questions on this stats thing. And I'd done pretty decent in the class. So I knew I could do okay. And so I did the first 30 questions and I felt like I got most of those right. And then for the last 70, I did B, 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 all the way down the Scantron, ran down, handed it in and took off for Lovey Smith's press conference, got there just in time. I don't think I told my parents about the grade I got in that class, but I was almost graduated already. So it didn't matter. <laughs> and, the, and the professor was just stunned when I just handed it in and bounced. <laughs> 
Well, and you know, the thing is not only the experience you got while you were in college there, but just the contacts you made too. That, that's probably as important down the road as, as the actual experience, right? Totally, totally. And I feel like, you know, student media is a really good thing. And I'm not, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But just to not be in the student newspaper really helped me because it, I felt like I was taken a little bit more seriously by, you know, SIDs, by more people around in the industry, just because I wasn't necessarily, you know, just doing work with other students. I was learning from professionals, right? I was learning from the pros like you or Jeremy and, and stuff like that, where like I had, I had real people with a lot of work years in the industry editing my stories and looking over everything that I was doing. And, and that really helped. And, you know, the thing is, is that like you, you meet people and, you try to just leave a good impression on as many people as you can and try to treat everybody the right way. But sometimes you don't and you have to learn how to, you know, you have to learn how to you know, maybe fix and mend those bridges and build those bridges if you didn't. Right. And how to how to treat people the right way is so important in our industry, because like if you don't, it's going to get around really quickly and nobody will talk to you and nobody, you know, nobody wants to open up about, you know, personal things in their life for a story if they, they can't trust you or if you, you treated their buddy badly or stuff like that. And that's something I just picked up on really, really quickly. And, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade the world for all those things in, in high school, because, you know, you're, t I had, you know, 15, 16 interviews a week. So I was talking to so many people all at the same time. And it felt like I had to be on top of everything. And that type of stuff really paid off in the long run. And, and it really gave me the importance of, you know, being scheduled, but also like treating everybody the right way, whether that was talking to Dre Brown, the starting running back for Illinois, or talking to a JV boys basketball coach. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. They were all important. Every story was important. Every person was important. Lovey Smith is the same type of, you know, I need to have the same type of focus for a Lovey Smith press conference as I do covering a, you know, a basketball game in the middle of nowhere. You know what I mean? And that's something that really, really stood out to me. Well, and, you know, that's, that's a key point because I always felt that way too. What, whatever the event, it's important to those people and it's important to those people that are watching it as well. And so, you know, it may not be the, the glamour of covering a football game at Memorial Stadium with 50,000 people. There may be 25 people, but it's important to those people and they want to read the, the best possible story they can. And you can't pick and choose, right? Like you just can't pick and choose what, oh, today I'm going to write really good about this because I'm, I care about it, or, or, but tomorrow I'm not. I'm just going to do a C plus work. Like I, I just, you can't pick and choose in, in our business. And I feel like, I feel like if you are, you know, that, that verse of faithful in the little things, you'll be faithful in the big things. You're faithful in those little things that little quote unquote, that are big to some people, but maybe they're little in this grand scheme of life. You're going to be faithful in the other things later down the road. And that's like the type of, that's the type of mindset that I felt like I had to have, whether that was, you know, a girl's basketball game, whether that was a softball game, whether that, whatever it was, that was the most important story I was doing at the moment. And I think that's the, that's the crux. And sometimes it's just easy to forget about because, you know, you're so focused on, you know, maybe I don't like this sport or, you know, for me, wrestling is a sport that I've had a really hard time getting into, right. That was really hard. And after I graduated college, I went up and I worked here at the Rochester post bulletin in Minnesota for a year. And I had to do a lot of wrestling coverage. That was not my comfort zone at all, at all. I'm a basketball player. I'm a baseball guy. I like that type of stuff. And so to, to learn about those things was really tough, but it was important because it mattered to those kids and it mattered to those parents and it mattered to those communities. And you know, sometimes you just can't pick and choose what, what, you, what you decide to invest in. It's whatever that task at hand is, is so important. And that's definitely some of the things I learned. I want to talk about that first full-time job. How, how did you go about getting a job up in, in Rochester, Minnesota? And then how difficult was that going into an area where you probably knew no one and you knew none of the athletes, none of the schools, uh, locations, anything? 
Uh, how difficult was that to, to make that transition? It was not easy, but it was something I definitely am glad I did. And, you know, that was one of the jobs that, you know, you know, sometimes in our industry, it feels like you get jobs for people, you know, and, and stuff like that. And this one, I, I really didn't. This one was a little bit different in that regard. I got a tip from Derek Neal, who is the SID at, uh, for Illinois football, a great man. He gave me a tip. Hey, I, I heard I saw this job posting and I, and I went for it because my fiance or my girlfriend, soon to be fiance, was getting a job up here at Mayo Clinic. And so I wanted to be up closer to her and it just worked out. And I, you know, I come up here and I don't know anybody and I get a, you know, I get an email of all the conferences and I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. And all these schools, we have 70, 80 schools in our coverage area. And I had a great boss, Jason Feldman. I had great people working around me, Guy Limbeck and Pat Ruff, who had both been here for 30 years. And they, they welcomed me in. I was the first new hire that they'd had in a long time. And they welcomed me in. And I felt like, again, it was like those same type of principles in college. Like I'd done so much writing in there that I was so happy just to have one job where I'm just focusing on one thing. So I felt like I could dive in a little bit and every story counted. And, and I kept trying to look around our, our area and go, what are the, is everybody doing and how can I be different? How can I do things in a different way? And, you know, I, I, I got to, you know, we have a kid here who's going to Michigan to play basketball. He's on the team this year. And I played him one-on-one for a basketball game, right? Like, and I, I love doing stuff like that. Like I, I love diving into these new communities and showing them that I cared and, and have, hopefully it came across in the writing and, and the reporting of all the things I did, but that was not an easy transition at first. I, I was lucky to have someone up here that I was moving with, you know what I mean? Like to have somebody, I wasn't going to alone to a new city, but it was not easy. And there were some tough days, but I had good people around me. And it was, it was one of those things where I think, again, it was another step in the process of paying your dues, you have to do stuff like that, you just aren't going to graduate from college and immediately, you know, jump into an awesome, awesome job right away covering what you maybe love the most. And, and that's just, that's just the reality of the matter. And that, the thing is, is I learned so much in my little, you know, six, 16, 17 months here. And I felt like I grew a lot as a person and as an adult and as a writer as well. So you mentioned, I want to follow up on that. Uh, you didn't always just do straight news stories. You were able to do some first-person stories, like you mentioned, the one-on-one -on -one basketball game. I know you did a story about uh, playing in a baseball game. Talk mm -hmm. about the opportunity to write a little bit about things that you were involved with yourself. Yeah, those were things that, those were really natural. Those were uh, not things that I really, like, went out of my way to do. They just kind of happened. And I felt like those stories are so fun because you feel like you open yourself up to other people and you can see a different side of those things and it makes it more human it makes it more natural you have more anecdotes that you can slip in and stuff like that and I felt like I could describe the stories a little bit better because I I, I was living it and so I wouldn't say like I wouldn't say like doing those on a day-to-day -day basis is something that like you should theoretically do all the time but I love those the just a few of those just mixing them in because it makes it just a little bit different and the reaction to those stories are really fun because people people see that, hey, you're, you're willing to go out of your comfort zone and do something that's maybe a little bit different, maybe that people don't necessarily normally do, but it just was so fun, like, and it was so fun to, to be a part of those things and to, you know, to write about my return to, to playing baseball again, that was really, really fun for me. It was really fun to go play basketball one-on-one -on -one against a kid who's going to play division one, even though I got my butt kicked, right? Like, who cares, right? Like, it was, those were really, really fun, and, and it, it changed up our coverage, and, and it was something different to our sports section. And that, that's the thing that I felt like was the biggest thing, just finding the ways to do new things in new ways that are different than other people. And, and hopefully somebody finds a little bit of value from it. 
I'll tell you what, over my nearly 35 years at the News Gazette, I had a chance to do a few of those as well. One of the ones that really stands out, um, there was a, a girl who was going on to be a college softball pitcher and her senior year, uh, it was the year I turned 50, I decided to get in the batter's box against her and, and, uh, and hit against her. And I was just, I was fearful that I was just gonna swing and miss at every pitch, but I, I'm sure I swung and missed it quite a few, but I did hit some. And my, my best one, I hit one that went to the left center field fence it hit on the actual fence, but then it bounced back in play. I couldn't call it a home run, but it, uh, if it had been one inch further, I, I would have had a home run against this, this college pitcher at age 50. So that was kind of cool. What was her reaction to that when you smoked it? Did she's like, oh, I took a little off to that? Or how did, how did she respond? No, she just said something like, you really got all of that one, didn't you? And so <laughs> That's amazing. Were you a really good softball player? No. In fact, see, I didn't play a lot of softball because the games are at night and I was always working at night. So I was on a couple of rosters and just used as a fill-in player, but I, I rarely played very much just because, but I mean, baseball, softball is always something I've had a, a tremendous passion for. So, uh, so I enjoyed it and, and it was fun. How did that pitcher end up doing in college? Um, pretty well. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know in terms of like records and everything, but I mean, it was one of the schools in Missouri, one of the smaller schools down there. And I, I know she played for four years and, and got some conference recognition. I don't know if it was, you know, honorable mention, special mention, or what it was, but uh, but she had a nice career out of it. So that's amazing. That's amazing. Uh, well, before I let you go, are there are there any other? You talked about the the Lovey Smith press conference. Are there any other things that uh, that come to mind offhand as as real highlights that you've been involved with over the years, or, or not? Oh man, I, I you know I will say there's one that's not maybe the best. I remember one time I was uh, going to class after you know what, what we would do is we'd have. Uh, before Illinois played Iowa, and I think it was 2018, it was Lovey Smith's, uh, they didn't make, no, they did make the bowl game that year. So that would have been, yeah, 20, the 2018 season, they went to the bowl game or 2019. Um, we, they had you know, media availability early in the morning, about 930. And so I go there and, you know, we had kind of like a big scrum of media asking about injuries. And, you know, we asked about the injuries. I thought it was on the record. I had the video there. Everybody was there. I was not the only journalist there. And, uh, you know, Lovey was never big on talking about injuries, but he told us about some of those things. And so I tweeted it out there and put my little story link out there and tweeted it and ran back to my apartment, took a shower and headed to class. Well, I'm walking to class and I'm about two minutes away from class and I get a phone call and I don't know who this number is. And I open up my phone. It's Lovey Smith. And he's not happy about it at all. He is not happy that I put out injuries out there. He was thinking I, you know, hurt the team or did something that like, you know, I gave the Iowa extra information about injuries that wasn't supposed to be there. It was kind of a miscommunication. I think about what was on the record, what was off. I thought it was on the record and for everybody to know and share about. And he obviously did not. I was the only journalist he called about that. The other ones who all had the same info and did the same thing, did not get called. It was it was a weird, it was a weird thing, but I remember, I don't think my heart has stopped in a while when you answer a random call right before you go into class and it's, hello, is this Isaac? It's Lovey Smith and I'm not happy, blah, 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 and all those things. So, you know, but I will say Lovey, Lovey after that thing, he, it wasn't an issue from there on out. It was, we had that conversation. He was not happy with it. Me, he let me know about it. I didn't really get a chance to talk in that conversation. It was pretty one-sided, but then he didn't hold it over for me for the rest of the rest of the season. He was completely fine for the rest of the year, but that, that is a Lovey Smith story that will never, that will never disappear for, for a long, long time. 
Well, you know, that, that says a lot about Lovey and his character too. I mean, it would be very easy to, to, to keep a grudge and just kind of exclude you and so on and so forth. So that, that says a lot about him that he was able to just, uh, you know, say his piece and then put it behind him. Yeah, it exactly was. And I had a lot of respect for him and, you know, it didn't work out at Illinois and maybe there were some things that he could have done differently, but the, the character of that guy, I, I, you can't ever say anything about that. He's a good man. He's a really good man. He treated people the right way almost, you know, 99% of the time, like, like we all try to do. And he's a, he's a, he's going to, I'm interested to see how he does with the Texans. It's a, that's an interesting hire. I don't know if, if that's going to work out in the long run, but I'm interested to see, but I, I do know that he's a good man with the good Christian values. And I think he, uh, I think he lived his life the right way for the most part throughout, throughout his career at Illinois and set a good example for sure. Well, final question, Isaac, and I'll let you go. Uh, what do you see in your future? What, what kind of long-term goals do you have? I, I got to be honest. I, lo I love what I'm doing right now with college basketball. And if I could, you know, if I could maybe turn into a lead college basketball writer for our company, that would be something I would be really excited about, um, where I could, you know, maybe do basketball, college basketball year-round. Um, I'd love to cover some Final Fours here soon and, and be a part of that type of stuff. Uh, and, and if it opens the door where I could maybe do some TV stuff where I'm maybe broadcasting or doing play by or color commentary or, or whatever that is, I, I would thoroughly enjoy that too. But I definitely think that, you know, basketball is the thing that I enjoy the most. And if I could spend my whole career in a basketball gym, I would probably really enjoy that. All right. Well, thank you for your time. We've been talking with Isaac Trotter today, a Muhammad native who got his uh, start or early start with, uh, with the Muhammad citizen and now is working for 24 seven sports as a college basketball beat writer based in Rochester, Minnesota. So Isaac, thank you very much for your time. Thanks for having me, Fred, anytime.